Hey everybody, mark November 19th on your calendar for the return of Record Sundays. Essentially, this is a once-a-month affair where four local distros and labels set up with a batch of crazy records, tapes, and CDs for you to take home. Dubdig Records, Eat'em Up Records, Electric Heat Records, and Eye and Ear Control are partnering with Peg Beer Co. for another round of Record Sundays. Again, that's November 19th from 12 noon to 3 p.m. at Peg Beer Co., 125 Pacific Avenue. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Please Radio. I'm your regular host Sam, and I'm here with uh, all four members of Crazy Madness. Thank you for thanks for having me, guys. Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah, great to be here. I think the best way to do it because there's so many people here is just sort of go around the table and everyone introduce themselves and what instrument they play in the band. So we'll start with you. All right, uh, I'm Patrick Belmar, also known as 420. Okay. And I'm the lead singer, rhythm guitar player, songwriter, uh, whatever hat you want to put on. Cool. Light man, sound man. Everything. Everything. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll go over here. Uh, Michael Sanford. Uh, friends call me Rock Manley. Uh, guitar player. Fresh, new meat to the band. Right. Uh, that's who I am. Cool. Mm-hmm. Martin Valak. Uh, Marty Dreads. I play the drum. Um, Kelsey Belmar, Patrick's son, and I play the bass for Crazy Madness. Cool. All right, well, yeah, again, thanks for having me. And I think that, like, just as a starting point, I definitely heard your name around upon reading some more information that has been around for a decade which is cool I didn't realize that but I certainly would see it every once in a while and see some pictures on you know social media or whatever and it, it always was interesting just because of the ridiculousness of the I mean stage show was always from what I could tell I've never seen you live but something over the top and, and crazy like it, as with the name so it definitely seemed like something that I would imagine is best experienced live is that sort of the uh, yeah, we've been playing shows for while well, the band is ten years old. I started with my son Kelsey and his brother Kevin, okay. and um, uh, I stepped up as a singer, kind of thing. And then uh, we just uh, we just jammed for a long time. We're jamming originals of which we recorded some of them, and we are in the process of recording some of them. And um, and then it evolved as uh, we played our first show kind of thing and then the second show and then we had a, a new guitar player that added and then uh, uh, it just yeah it just kind of grew on us and okay. it kind of created a monster <laughs> so was it when you started it out I mean because of the family the family element right having, having your sons in it uh, was that the idea just to start a band with your kids or, or how did that come about yeah the idea was uh, maybe uh 20 some years ago I um, even before that I said if you can't get good guys to play in a band you gotta make them <laughs> so uh, my, my first son I knew he was the drummer before he was even one year old right. and then uh, Kelsey I, I told him you gotta play the bass because that's the hardest thing to find is a good bass player right. and then and then just kind of grew, and I always, uh, instead of giving him uh, video games and all this kind of stuff, you know, yeah, uh, 
what is that called uh, guitar hero and yeah, all yeah. that stuff give him a real guitar yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I banned the video games in the house yeah, yeah. and then I gave him real drums and real guitars yeah. and I said go nuts and if you need to know something I'll teach you and if I don't know it I'll uh, I'll make it happen I'll take you to somebody to right. teach you or whatever it takes right so it's kind of inevitable that they would end up in the band because they're doing it their whole lives right yeah and I told them that uh, one day uh, we'd meet Zach Wilde and Ozzy and all this yeah, stuff yeah. and we'd go see Ozzy since they were like babies and then uh, I guess they lived in Saskatchewan with their mom back okay. then and so I used to come and go and get them like uh, every three, four times a year for a couple of weeks at a time Yeah. and then uh, one time Ozzy's coming to town October 27, 2007 you remember the date too? Eh? oh yeah Mm -hmm. I was already friends with Zach Wilde and okay, stuff, okay. and so I went to get him in Saskatchewan, and I fulfilled the promise that we would see Ozzy together one day. Cool. And so I took him there, and we hung out with Zach and all this stuff. And uh, the next, well, Ozzy that night said, uh, "I'm going to play the song, Mama. I'm not coming home because he didn't <laughs> want to go home to Sharon, you know." Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next day, uh, they just grabbed the phone and called their mom in Saskatchewan, and uh, I guess he was. 12 or yeah, nothing, about 12. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they said, Well, mom, we're not coming home. <laughs> Just like Ozzy. And then right, uh, right. They've, been, they've been here in Winnipeg uh, with me since then. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, there's you know, lots of history in this band. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's all related, right? Yeah. I, uh, I like the idea. My kids are, are eight and four. But I should get them started. <laughs> I want to get them to do the same thing. It's a great idea. Absolutely. Instruments instead of video games. I like it. I like, yeah, yeah. positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that for you growing up? Though? Like, do you, I mean, being given the instruments and stuff. And like, did yeah, I loved it. It was it was something to keep me out of trouble. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was sitting there learning songs while other people might have been going getting into into trouble. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was good. Mm -hmm. Did you good guidance just, music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you just ate it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It became really cool, really fast, yeah, really yeah. good. And, awesome. And then also, uh, I'm good friends with Rudy Sarzo, bass player extraordinary okay. for uh, Ozzy with Randy Rhodes, oh, Riot, right Riot, White Snake, yeah. Dio. When he played with all these great bands, his resume is like. Phew. You know, just to, just to, before we go further with that, just in case. You know, you're saying all the all these kind of famous musicians that you've met, and it they're all over and it's sitting in this room, and there's pictures of you guys with them, all and sign things all over the wall. So it's definitely it's not bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's our things, life, yeah. right? Yeah, it's uh, that's what we do. And uh, that's cool. You know, we just this band really our motto is keep old school rock and roll yeah. alive and well, and uh, that's what we do. And we're taking over the world one by one, starting with you. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting immersed in the crazy madness right now, right? right well, a question I have about the uh, about the style of music you play. I mean, often kids sort of rebel against what their parents listen to, right? I mean, it's sort of a usual thing. So, how did this work out that, that your kids were playing? I'm assuming this is the kind of music you, you grew up with, right? This, oh, absolutely. So, how did you know? Well, now I listen to a lot of the same music my parents did, but as a teenager. I couldn't. I was like, no, this is this sucks. <laughs> I want to listen to my own shit, right? So, how, how did that? How did that work for you then? Because I mean, did you just automatically gravitate towards the stuff anyway? Or yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, I, the Zeppelin and the Sabbath are just naturally yeah like that more than the the pop music, what was going on in the rap and the Drake and stuff sure. like that. So I was 
I was, yeah, I was good with with the old school tunes, you know? Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> was there ever any point where you were like, this is this is my dad's music, I can't listen to it, or were you always just... Oh, no, no. <laughs> always loved it, always well, will. Well, that, that works well for you then, right? Well, I call, I, I call it, but I think it just goes for everybody. Yeah. It's the soundtrack of our lives. Right, right. And uh, if you stand on a solid foundation, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you go step off the foundation, you're going to sink in the quicksand okay like that you know what I mean yeah yeah so that's what it is some stuff come and go some stuff stay the shit forever
Where do you fit in, Martin? Because I, I mean, I know you as a reggae drummer, mm. and I mean, you've been involved in the local reggae scene for a little, really long time. You played mm. a lot of bands, so this is not necessarily the type of music I would associate you with. Mm. So, how do you come into this whole this whole thing, and how do you come into that type of music? Uh, from like 20 years ago, me and Pat, we knew each other. Okay. So even some of these tunes I heard from the beginnings, even before the youths did come. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so in that sense, I knew some of them already. Yeah. Uh, when uh, the brother or one of the sons, Kevin, uh, didn't feel he wanted to, he wanted to pursue other things. Yeah. So then I stepped in because I knew some of the tunes already, and I'm nearby, and the family knows me. And right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin is like my my other son, my okay. yeah. founding member. Is like his uncle. Right. You know? Right. And I'm a Rastafarian as well, and I played in some reggae bands with Martin. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, so really with Jaw Vibes and stuff. Oh, like right on, yeah, yeah. In the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's all natural course of the universe, if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The versatility, eh? For sure, yeah. yeah. versatile. Yeah. Some of the other brethren in the reggae world, some of them might be vexed. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I'm just trying to be versatile and yeah. just keep music bouncing no yeah. matter what, you know what I mean? Jaw is always in it, eh? Jaw is always in it. Right. But, you know, at least I try to bring it to So do you, do you feel, I mean, because reggae is such, so, so uh, I mean, uh, best people who listen to the show know I'm a huge reggae fan. I mean, most of the music I listen to is reggae. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, do you, do you feel that there's the same the same spiritual elements in this kind of music, in the metal, heavier rock, that, that you get from reggae? Or is it a different kind of vibe that you are uh, sort of feeling from it? I mean, it's the most for anyone here. I mean, yeah. So one spirit, but different different expression. Yeah, yeah. It might have a more aggressiveness in some parts. Like right. Different rock bands, metal bands. They're not they're not all saying jazz. Of course, no, like no, that. no. Yeah, the yeah. rhythm is different. Yeah. And this kind of stuff, but just looking at it as the oneness and music. Yeah. Not everybody like reggae. Sure. Some people like the it, their shit. Eh, it's rock things, or some people like the hip hop things. Yeah. And some like you said. Eh. So this is classic rock. So yeah. This is what I'm. I attributing to, okay. but I can play some of those other ones that are sometimes frowned upon because yeah. it's all music mm-hmm. yeah. and everybody feeling their thing. It's about the energy. I think a lot yeah. of it has to be yeah, okay. about the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bring an energy to the room. Like I said, it's loud. It's rock and roll. There's mm-hmm. guitar. There's drums. There's bass, and there's a lead singer. We yeah. play a little so, bit of reggae. Oh yeah, we, oh, yeah. We yeah. slip that in. It's it's uh, a fantastic thing to see the people enjoying. The music from the crowd, like yeah. people will come for the first set and they'll say, "Well, man, this is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Well, I like this. I'll stick around for the second set. The second set is even better than the first. Right. And then it comes to the third set, which is harder and heavier and faster and same volume, but it seems louder. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, just yeah. feels louder on the third mm-hmm. set. Right. But we bring the energy. It's a nice vibe. It's about uh, music. Is about bringing the vibe. When you see people dancing, you see people smiling. You see people tapping their feet. Banging their hand on the table, you know, enjoying their drinks, tipping the waitress, smiling at everybody yeah. else, and mm-hmm. enjoying the company of being together with the music. And that's what I think has a lot to do with Crazy Man. It's about people enjoying the oneness of the music. Sure. It's, yeah. uh, it's basically, it's like jazz, everything, jazz being the universe, whatever you believe in. Yeah, yeah. Jazz, everything, everything is everything, and everything is jazz, and nothing is excluded. That kind of goes with you're talking about diversifying yourself, yeah, right? In, like, in that oneness aspect. Yeah, yeah. Your music expression is going to be different, sure, but, yeah, but yeah. still, within it, I'm approaching it within my own quiet self with that yeah. intent, eh? Mm-hmm. Bringing Ja to whatever we're touching. Sure, right? yeah. I mean, we're not playing music, 
it's even that's still happening. Yeah, yeah, Martin started playing drums like way back in high school and stuff. Before that, even he yeah. was playing rock. I know, like six, eh? When yeah. I was six, oh, yeah. I'm playing the drums. Eh? Yeah, he's doing like the ACDC and stuff like yeah. that, and then so did everybody else. It doesn't matter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's the foundation. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah, music is music. There is no such thing as a. This kind of that kind of that kind of that kind. Of. Right. It's just that people like to label stuff. People totally like to. They like to com- compartmentalize mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, you have to. When I talk to bands on here, a lot of the time, um, just the idea of identifying themselves as a certain genre of music is hard for a lot of people because mm-hmm. yeah. they're trying to do that thing where they bring all these different influences into it. I mean, uh, and it's, sometimes you can't you can't fit it into a, a corner. I meet a lot of kids in the bar, like 18, 20, 25 yeah. years old, whatever. That their dad. I guess talk them well. Yeah. Whatever, that's what they were listening. Yeah. They don't like the new shit. They want nothing to do with it. They want to hear the fucking foundation. Mm-hmm. And that's what they like. Yeah. And I don't think, I think that's ageless, basically. It's just, you know, it's always got that groove and that beat that right. makes you want to go when you're happy and it's positive, even if, like, sometimes, uh, a lot of times uh, people say these lyrics are that lyric or whatever, but. If you really look at it now, what people say in their tunes nowadays is just garbage, you know. <laughs> and uh, back in the day, shit meant something. Yeah, uh, you bought a story. record and yeah. you brought it home, and uh, yeah. it was an experience. Yeah. Now it's just disposable shit. Oh, I totally, click, I click, 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 that. click, click, next yeah. one. You gotta filter through a notion of garbage yeah. before you find something you like. And most times, when I find something I like, it's not an old band from right. back in the day. So, <laughs> well, I guess no matter what generation it is, or no matter what style music it is there's always certain bands that just transcend right I mean there's, there's even you're talking about bands like Zeppelin ACDC even in the eras they were popular there were tons of shit bands but the good ones continued right, to, yeah, to the top. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly and then when you're an artist uh, you don't you don't stop yeah. like you know all of a sudden I'm going to retire or whatever well some people do I guess but. well if you get a broken arm and uh, <laughs> you lose your hand or something right. and you're a guitar player then it's kind of hard but I mean as long as I can go, that's what I'm going to do because that's not a job as per se. It's a lifestyle. It's, right. a, it's you know, I am the ultimate rocker.
the, the style of music, uh, you, you know, mentioning bands like ACDC, Zeppelin again, uh, the kind of classic rock, hard rock, metal stuff, a lot of bands in the city, especially doing that kind of thing, are strictly cover bands. And you guys are doing original music, which is kind of sets you apart, because I think a lot of people want to hear, they listen to the radio, they listen to whatever classic rock station, they have the same 12 songs over and over again all day, and they want to go to a show and see a cover band doing those same 12 songs. I know. So what, uh, I mean... Was that always the idea, is to do original music? Like, was that always yeah, that's where we started. Yeah. But then, uh, as the band evolved and as we're playing shows, I just started to integrate other things like uh, entertainment. Like, who wants to go sit there and watch the guy that went plumbing all day in his fucking same old black t-shirt that he's wore <laughs> yeah. all week? And then he's just there for his 50 buck or his case of beer. Yeah. And he doesn't play that well and he doesn't give a shit. And that's what I see most times out there, you know? Or it's like the hipster vibe where it's all fucking La La Land, fucking 90s garbage, fucking yeah. grungy bullshit, you know? And so, you're gonna go out there, you gotta put on a show. Yeah. And you gotta do whatever it takes to entertain the people because the reason we play rock and roll is for the people. Right. We go out there, my main pay is to see a smile on the faces, and the fucking guy's 50 and he's tripping, he's got tears in his eyes, and his son is next to him, fist bumping, <laughs> and his wife is over there, she's got a smile like this, yeah. and then when it's the slow song, she grabs her husband and they dance on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, everybody's sure. having a good time or whatever, yeah. you know? And so... Uh, well, as, as someone who grew up during the grunge era, like, you know, I was a teenager when that stuff was happening, I still listen to a lot of it. And I come Sorry, from, man. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> fine, fine. I was going to say, I come from, kind of, come from kind of a punk rock background, so I like a lot of those elements kind of they got mixed in with the, the cla more classic rock that made that stuff. But you're right about the performance elements of it, because... I mean, a lot of those bands in the 90s, it would be just four guys on stage just playing. And then the, kind of the era before that, which is more where you're talking about, it was very theatrical. It was very much like a uh, show, show. Yeah, yeah. there's pyrotechnics and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's guitar solos. Long So, I mean, there's definitely, even though I like the stuff you're shitting on, it's fine. I like all kinds of stuff. It's cool. I'm joking. I like the DRI and the FU and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's different, different, different live show. It's a different Oh, yeah. Voivod. Yeah. Like oh, Voivod's great, man. Yeah, yeah. And I had them in my fucking Cégep, they call it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah. It's like the college yeah, yeah. or whatever. In Quebec, yeah. And uh, they used to come to buy hash at my lot. <laughs> day, man. Like, you know? It's so, a good band, though, yeah. Uh, and they knew I didn't like their shit, and, but we're still friends. Like, I don't like the Slayer, I find it too heavy and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But then I don't like the grunge because it killed my fucking decade. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's fair enough, fair enough. yeah. But I'm, I'm an oddball, but I mean, I listen to fucking Esperanza Spalding. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not stuck listening to fucking ACDC right. every day. I listen to reggae a lot. Yeah. I always did. Mm -hmm. The whole 90s, I stopped listening to any kind of rock and I just fucking listened to reggae. Yeah. And I dreaded and I went Rastafari big time. And yeah. I, and then. After 10 years, I put on the fucking Aussie and then I fucking... I had an out-of-body experience, man. And then I just... With the kids there playing the shit, right. and it just kind of naturally became what it became. But I've done every job in rock and roll since I was 16. So I mean, cool. I toured and I did sound for this one and the big ones and not-so-big ones. And yeah, yeah. I've been around and... It's kind of who I am, as a matter of fact. It, it is who I am. It's just what I do. And, and 
not gonna stop. I'm an artist. I'm painters keep painting, and I keep fucking making tunes, and I try to record them. It's not easy in, yeah. in this day and age. But if we were back in 10 years or 15, 20 years, this band would be fucking millionaire. We'd be opening for Scorpions. Yeah, you'd be in the right area because this was then. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, but our tunes, our original tunes, are definitely yeah. from that mold. But we're not trying to do that. It's just what we are. Okay. You know. Yeah, so, so we're not trying. It's just what you play. Right. Yeah. 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 We're yeah. not copying a thing or whatever. We just these tunes are some of them I written years and years and years ago. Yeah. And they're just coming alive now. Mm-hmm. So they still have that flavor whether we want it or not. Right. It's just how it is. It's it's a natural thing, you know. Okay. Yeah. Does the, uh, I mean, obviously when you started, you were probably playing smaller shows than you do now. Did you always go full on with the performance stuff? Like that, even if there's a small crowd, does it matter? Or? Yeah, no, yeah. it's always been like that. doesn't matter if there's one person or 2,500 or whatever. Yeah. You know, we always bring it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't just stand there and play the tunes. You can't fake the you volume. Know? You can't fake right, the yeah, When that first yeah. comes, that's when I grab the sword. And when that, <laughs> that other thing comes, that's when I hit the smoke machine. Right. And when, you yeah, know, yeah. and... Yeah. And that's when I go put that jacket on when he plays that solo. And, yeah. and it's just natural. It's part of the everything. Yeah. No, I, 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 I used to play in a band that had smoke machines and robots on stage and shit. Yeah. So I get, I get it's a different style of music completely. Mm-hmm. But I definitely get the appeal of, of putting on a show versus just mm-hmm. yeah. sitting up there playing. It's all inspired. It's just because that's what we know. Yeah, for sure. You know? So then you're the new guy. Yes. So where do you come in? How did you get involved in this? Uh, basically about a month ago I was asked if I wanted to be the guitar player I didn't say no <laughs> and, uh, and I was then I went, for yeah and then I, you know I had to look at the body of music uh, it's Zeppelin it's Sabbath it's Ozzy it's uh, classic rock none of the guitar is easy none of the music is easy to yeah. play uh, so I had to look at it as a guitar player, okay, would you take the opportunity to play all these solos and all this loud right. rock and roll? And I'm like, yeah. Well, I guess it's the only yeah. guitar player. Why wouldn't I? You're, yeah. you're doing lead and rhythm, right? I lead in rhythm. I've always been a guitar player. I've been a guitar player for 25, damn, 30 years now oh, almost. Okay. Um, grew up in the 80s. That was when Guns N' Roses was hot. That's when I first started picking up sure. the guitar. Uh, so for me, a lot of the, the rock stuff, I had to go back. And even as a kid of 17, I had to go back and learn the Zeppelin. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You, look, you read about them in magazines. Okay, well, who's this? Who's this? So it's like a who's who of like an encyclopedia of rock and roll. Yeah. You have to go back and dig deep for the roots. So that's what I did. And it's just something that stuck the entire time. The beat, the, the hard, heavy rock and guitar. Yeah. Uh, Pat mentioned about the, the video games. Yeah. I had the option. I came one weekend. I went and rented a video game system, and I played games all weekend. And then I said, "Okay, you know what? I think I'd rather play guitar yeah. than play video games all weekend." So that's what I did. I used to get home from school, sit on the couch, and then play guitar till supper time. Eat supper, yeah. go back and play guitar some more. It's just something that was in what I enjoyed doing, and it's what I started doing. Played many bands through then, and then up until now, it brings me here. Did I you did. know these guys beforehand, or like how did they, how did you find them? 
Uh, he followed the smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've known Pat. I've known, uh, honestly, I've known Pat for a few years now. Um, he came with his family <laughs> to a crazy man show at the Red River Rex. Well, that, that was one good. of them. That was the one of them. Yeah. But before that, I saw Crazy Madness at uh, Long McQuaid's Fan Appreciation Day. Okay. Okay, yeah. And it was this tribe right here. And my boy and I, it was his first rock show, which is funny to tell you guys. <laughs> but it was my boy's first rock show. And he got to sit down and enjoy Crazy Madness. Again, they did Zeppelin, they did Ozzy. Yeah. And I sat down and I enjoyed the whole show. Cool. Like, and for me, it was a blast. Because like I said, this is what rock and roll is. It's loud. It's It's... Fun, it's high energy. Yeah, and I thought at that time to myself, wouldn't it be cool if I got to play with that band someday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But this was a few years ago, and again, you don't think that you okay? Um, and I never went okay. Crazy Madness has got a job application. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. got to fill in, you know. Yeah. So it just happened to coincidentally work out that yeah. again through the spirits that be, or how the spirits of rock and roll. Here I am. Cool. Plus, he yeah. likes hashish. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be a kind of a constant theme with the, the group here. Well, it? as we're all Rastas, and you know, for the last 30 years, been treated like a criminal, been looked down upon. And you yeah. know, back in my day, if you had long hair yeah. and a leather jacket, you yeah. were getting a job. You were getting yeah, a yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh. Has that changed now, though? You think you I never changed my tune, and I've been uh, saying the same thing for the last 30 years. I love the herb, and the herb is the essence of the universe, but then the hash is the nectar of the herb. <laughs> and now we don't need jobs, this is all we do. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like with, with, um, in the punk scene, yeah. punk plus reggae with um, yeah. the bad, bad brains. Yeah. That's the best band in the universe yes. ever. That's, that singer used to say that spice is the variety of life, yeah, yeah, yeah. and life is the variety of spice. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I like to put myself, like, personally, I like to count myself in as somewhere in between Bob Marley and Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. That's kind of me. Well, that's... that's that and that. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Is he keeps going back, all of you, to the kind of the idea that genres are it's pretty fluid, right? You can go from one thing to the next thing and you can combine things. Like the Bad Brains is a perfect example. That's my favorite band of all time. I love them. And I got into reggae, not just through them, but that was a mm-hmm. huge thing when I was like, you know, 15 or whatever to make me get into reggae because it was a punk band. I was into yeah, punk rock. Yeah, they have and then, it up a bit, yeah. Yeah, and now I like their reggae shit almost as much as like, almost more sometimes than their punk rock shit. You know? So see, yeah. so in that sense, even within the craziness, because people is looking from out there, Who's the drummer? What? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is heavy metal. This isn't the reggae tunes. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know they're thinking that. Yeah, this is where, yeah. even aside from that, it's the, you're causing people to transcend their little hang-ups. Yeah, eh? yeah, Because yeah. after you're done and you play their thing and it's their thing, they're, yeah, but that's the Zeppelin. That's not even the reggae. How come... How do you know how to do it? They yeah. want to shake your hand and they want it because it's like in their head, no, these guys only play reggae yeah, and yeah. this hip-hop and all that stuff. But I'm trying to say, no. Nah. Yeah. And play all of it, yeah. and it's all a oneness in that sense, eh? Sure. But like I said, some of the reggae people, and some of they'll be vexed. Oh, the dread! You're just supposed to play reggae, you know, brethren. You're not supposed <laughs> to really to touch no matter. But I, I don't really look at it like that. Yeah. Eh? Fuck that. And even live, uh, well, you know, I was born and raised in Quebec City, and so is Kelsey, my son. And uh, while well, being a Quebecois, and I was thinking of a way to put the reggae into the show and break up the rock for yeah, yeah. five minutes or whatever, put the Selassie in there, put the Rastafari in yeah. there, and send a message. 
so sometimes we'll break the show and you know a lot of times we play in French towns or whatever or we go to Banff oh, yeah. and in Banff there's always like multitude of Quebecois in the crowd and so uh, we play this reggae song that's real like roots rasta that's half in Wolof okay. and half in French oh, cool. it's uh, Les Colottes Tossez-vous de l'eau and that's like a it's a classic song for all Quebecois everybody knows it you know and uh, when we throw that out there yeah. there's always some fucker that goes holy fuck in French eh? <laughs> I'm from fucking Montreal you guys played I can't believe I'm in fucking whatever uh, Moose Jaws Saskatchewan and you guys are playing that yeah. shit eh? holy fuck or there's like you know sometimes there's some black people in the crowd and then they dig it you yeah. know and we just play versatility and we put a little bit of everything in there for everybody we yeah. like even in our original songs yeah we make it that everybody feels uh, included or mm-hmm. concerned or they could apply whatever the words there's are there's a lot of different people in the crowd like various yeah. age groups different demographics yeah. different races and it's amazing well the band they is just, they just, they, yeah same thing but they can they see it and they just enjoy it we're just so bringing it yeah, bringing it all the time people feel included they feel like it's they're part of it or whatever yeah, yeah. so you know we do it with the people for the people uh, again we should mention it's crazy mass with a K because I don't think we even said that no so no. if people want to look us up or whatever oh yeah we'll have there'll be links and shit on okay. that thing so yeah, it's crazy mass yeah. with a K for kick ass rocking is that, is that why is yeah. that okay yeah, yeah well my son is Kelsey my other son is Kevin okay my other daughter is Kaya and my other son is Kazi so you got lots of K's going on there yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I figure if my name ends with K, then everybody else's name will be starting with K. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the case. This is not a white supremacy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening. Yeah. You get a letter, you go with the guitar yeah. man. Doesn't look like it did. The drummer yeah. doesn't. Look like it. So that would mean it would, you know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Don't get hung up on that, people. <laughs> well, you see, we're the. Kind well, soon they see you guys, right? Yeah. yeah. We're the kind of people that we're eclectic and. We don't see it with our eyeballs, really. When we look at people, we look at them with our hearts, you know. And so this band is very hardical, yeah. as and in, in everything we do. We're, I, I like to say we're the hardest working band in Winnipeg. That's for sure, because everybody else likes to go play their little shit gig on Friday or whatever. They don't want to get out of town. They don't want to get a van. They don't want to do what it takes. And so that's why they're kind of stuck in the pigeonhole, you know. Right. And we don't have barriers, we don't have borders, we don't have anything is possible, you know. And uh, sometimes it's just a patience thing, other times you gotta really work hard at it, and a little bit of both. It's always a combination, you know. Not everything is everything in the fact that you gotta do the trout to get there.
Well, one thing you, you said about being the hardest working band, uh, one thing I've noticed about you guys for a long time is just the marketing is really good. I mean, you got the logo like you got on your hoodies and stuff, and I, definitely it's something that's identifiable. Like, is that just a, a, because the band's been around so long that you've sort of developed that as, as you go, or where's that? Well, the story behind the logo, uh, we designed the letters when we first started the band 10 years ago, uh, inspired by this record right there. You can't see it because we're on the radio or podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Speak of the Devil. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, same colors uh, and everything. It's the yeah. font and all that. Not yeah. the same bat. But too. the bat oh, yeah, yeah. that you have on the, on the hoodie, hoodie yeah. or on yeah. the record or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was designed by Crusher Jewel, okay. which is the one that did the cover for... Uh, Speak of the Devil, Diary of a Man Man, Blizzard of Oz. Oh, that whole series of Aussie records. Yeah, he, yeah. he came up with the Motorhead uh, logo. The skull thing? Yeah. He lost the old Sabbath covers too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he's a legend. And so uh, what happened is I wanted to use the bat for our logo, yeah. but I didn't want to just rip it off. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I have lots of contacts. And um, through my contacts, I got a hold of somebody who knew him. And so he sent me uh, his phone number. Oh, cool. And uh, I called him in England. And the bloke, I didn't understand a fucking thing he said. <laughs> but all I, all I heard is like, if we fucking, yeah, you could use the bat, no problem, you got my permission. And if we get sh sued by Sharon, we'll be fucking famous. <laughs> and, then, and then what else did he tell me? He's like, yeah, you could use the bat, but send me some t-shirts. Cool. Uh, which I did. Cool. And then he took some pictures with it. Oh, that's awesome. He does this thing, I think, in England every year. It's a festival of bloodstock or something. Okay. And they have, like, all these cool the bands. Metal show. That it's big. They get Saxon and all these cool, cool. things. Cool, you know? cool. And so, yeah, he gave us the permission. So if you think we just ripped off the bat, then fuck mm. you. <laughs> because we have the permission from the artist that's who awesome. designed the fucking thing in 1982. Cool. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's pretty unique to have that, I guess. So, like, no one else is going to be using it unless they just rip it off, right? We have the, you know, like, <coughs> it's the foundation. We know all these people and, and more. And so the story goes, Kelsey is uh, his mentor, is Rudy Sarzo, I was telling you earlier. And uh, I know Zach Wild, and I grew up with Voivod, yeah. and I know Slash, and I uh, met Ziggy Marley, cool. and whatever. And I worked for Megadeth and King Diamond in 1986. Oh, right and uh, I mean, yeah, Twisted Sister sends me guitars in the mail. Cool. That kind of thing, you know. So we're inspired. That's why all these pictures are around us here. Yeah. Because every day you can't forget it's the fucking madness, you know. Crazy madness, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, nice. I mean, like, the, the, the hoodies and shirts and stuff is great because just that that logo tells people what kind of music you play. I mean, it's, it's very identifiable as, you know, like... There's only a few genres of music where that really works. Yeah. And most of them are different forms of metal. Right? Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can tell right away. I guess reggae is another one based on the colors that are being used. You can usually identify. But we do our original logo again. <laughs> I integrated that in there because we had the red and the yellow, but we also had a green lightning. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there were the red, gold, red, gold and green. Red, gold, green, yeah. Because always my mic stand is red, gold, and green. Cool. You know? So uh, it's really important to have that in there, I think, because, you know, we're. It's the message, really. It's the message. It's a universal thing. It's not just fucking reggae or fucking heavy metal or this or that or that. 
it's fucking everything it applies to everybody if you want to use your soul and spirit to do good and positive you can okay. you know what is the uh, I guess ultimate goal of this band with you guys I mean it's been around for, for 10 years now already uh, where do you go from here what's the next the next steps well we did our EP yeah and uh, right now we're uh, with Michael coming in the band we already started recording a track because of course we're not a one trick pony band so uh, we did um, we did like at first on our EP there's a good old school intro that we did everything is organic sounds too we record everything organically right. there's no like uh, machines and bullshit and whatever and computerized voice auto-tune none right. of that yeah, right? yeah. and so uh, what we play is what you hear and so the first the first song was like um, a little bit of a rock and roll heavy surfer it was about Mick Mars and Motley Crue but I didn't okay. want the song to be about Motley Crue so I made it about Mick Mars of which I, I am friends with his son and okay. I sent him the song and so Mick heard it cool. and he was very thankful that cool. we thought of him uh, it's kind of, it's got that flavor it's like a Motley Crue Guns N' Roses type of vibe right. the next song was more of a heavy metal uh, again I'm not into the super stupid heavy yeah. I just like you know my top heavy when I grew up was Anthrax. Right. After that, I find it because I liked Anthrax because they they have a singer. Yeah. It was like a. Right. You don't like the Cookie Monster vocals. Yeah. No yeah, 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 yeah. Cookie Monster. And so, uh, but I mean, I like lighter heavy and heavier yeah. heavy. Uh, but this song would be like that. It would be like an Anthrax and Maiden, Megadeth kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. 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 And so. Um, that's the three 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 halfway to hell, and then the next one is like a ballad that everybody loves. We made a video. You made a few videos, right? Was that yeah. the video? The other video for the first song you just mentioned, right? Yeah, halfway yeah, okay, to yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one we filmed in uh, Kelvin High. Yeah, School. Yeah, I, re I recognize. It. I went to that school a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I recognize Kelsey it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we had to get permission to do all this stuff. Like we do stuff properly. It's yeah. very professional. Well, based on the logo, it sounds like you're trying to get permission, right? Which is good. Yeah, and then we went and we had. <laughs> drone shots and that one storyline and yeah, my cool. daughter is actually the actress okay okay and you know because we did our web series which was kind of yeah i saw some of that too yeah yeah it's kind of like comedy is that still ongoing are you guys still doing that or? Well, yeah we're thinking about doing a number three but we're not rushing it because so many things are happening right we're like recording a song michael came in the band and uh, yeah, a lot of other things are going on. Okay. So uh, you know, we take it one step at a time or whatever. And uh, so yeah, the web series we might do a number three. And uh, so that was more comedy. And then the video, the first one, we just wanted to make it as um, more of touching social issues and things like that, make it more serious. Right. And then the next one was the big ballad, uh, "Can't Get You Off of My Mind." Which uh, is at like forty thousand views cool. already, That's or awesome. something like that, in like not even two months. That's great. And uh, that one, it, there's a story behind it again because everything has meaning in this band. So uh, I filmed uh, half of it, all the road shots uh, from uh, Quebec City to Saskatchewan. Okay. And then we went out and did a couple more shoots where I did the singing parts and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's a true life story in the real locations, even like okay. my, my old house 20 years ago. Huh. 
and stuff like that. It was the story that uh, when my sons left, they were three and five, we lived in Quebec City, and uh, their mom decided to move to Saskatchewan. Uh, so I left my house and hitchhiked across Canada to go retrieve them. Okay. It was a, a repatriation kind of thing yeah, yeah. to form the band. Right, right. You mentioned I, earlier, yeah. 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 So uh, that's all on the video and stuff like that in the real locations. Cool. Uh, I acted it out, of course. And, uh, I ate the peanut butter on the side of the road hitchhiking. Yeah. Had a couple of guest stars in there from my friends in cool. uh, Kenora. Because okay. Kenora is like our second home for Crazy Man. Right, right. And uh, yeah, lots of there's lots to say about this band. I don't even know 45 minutes is in. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe have you on again. But um, cool. so, are those songs that you done the videos for? Are those going to be released on an album at some point? Or those are on, on our EP. On your EP, okay. Yeah, and right now what we're going to do is one track at a time. But we have about oh, I'd say maybe 25 to 35 tracks okay. that uh, are at different levels of being finished, and uh, so we're going to attack them. Uh, probably two, three at a time until we got about nine to eleven songs, cool. and then we'll take the first songs from the EP, the the five songs, yeah, and then we'll do another six or seven cool. new ones, and we'll stick them all together and have a full length album. When do you think that is? That kind of just as you go, you'll figure it out. Yeah, that's kind of like that. But I'm saying uh, we should have this new single ready in the next. Uh, Eh, two months, two, three months. Cool. You know? Cool. Uh, I'm actually going to work on it tomorrow with Riley. Hi, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> he's been on the show actually a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, he's an yeah. awesome guy. Yeah, cool guy. Yeah. He's our producer. Very good producer, too. Yeah. He mixes, yeah. he masters. He's uh, done it all. He played on uh, some of our tracks, cool. too, some keyboards cool. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Riley's awesome. Yeah, I really good. like to work with him, too. He's a lot like, of bands in the city yeah. should go out of their way to get him to. Because he does. Something yeah. to it that he just lives around the corner. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, if people haven't heard you guys before or are hearing about you for the first time on, on the show, what's the best thing for them to do to find out more information? Like, is it, where should they go online to find out more about where you're playing shows or, or you know where to get your music and that kind of stuff? Um, you could go and listen to our music in many places. What's the best for free? Okay. Um, you could go on on our Facebook page. You could go, it's Crazy Madness with a K. Yeah. Band. Okay. Uh, you could go uh, on YouTube, Crazy Madness. You could go on SoundCloud, Crazy Madness. Okay. You could go on Reverb Nation, Crazy Madness. So just pretty much anywhere you're typing Crazy Madness, you're going to find Just Google it, it'll come up. Right on. And there's a lot of stuff, because we've been going for a long time, and the, the fun part about it is that we have fans from the beginning that watch us, and... They've seen the evolution of the band right. from when we were jamming in the basement, me and my sons. And I guess camera. when you were a lot younger, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah when the camera, was, yeah, now, so. the camera was too loud and it was just distorting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with the new technology. Because they didn't have good cameras back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then uh, to uh, our first show, all the way up to now, uh, I mean, we do... Sometimes we do over... Uh, 60, 75 shows a year. Cool. Know? So we're out there a lot, you know. Cool. And, uh, not just in Winnipeg, we play all over Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Right and uh, 
we're getting bigger and we're going further and uh, eventually we'll be playing in Quebec and we'll be playing in BC and then, cool. you know, towards Toronto and all these places. But yeah, Crazy Madness is a, it's a family thing and everybody's part of it. So it's a one big family and I have shipped uh, merch and CDs to Japan, Australia, cool. Texas, you name it, whatever. And people just follow us because they like the... I think even in Kenya, right? They want oh, some yeah, yeah. Yeah. Into it, like yeah. You know, that's cool. I, I, wouldn't think that. that. Yeah. I wouldn't think that. It's but, it's yeah. just a natural vibe, and people like it, and we love people, and so uh, everybody's happy. Cool. They get what we want, and we want what they get, and they get what they get, and we get what we want. Right on. Yeah. Well, it's you good hash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys barely talked about hash. I was expecting when we uh, before we started. You we love talking. hash. <laughs> That's the part where the reggae and the rasas and the rockers. We all love the herb and That's the hash. Don't we? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're rockers. Don't, love don't act like you don't like it, eh? That's where we're united. The ja and the herb yeah. and the spirit. Different sounding tunes. Yeah, but it's all one. This brother. Yeah. The dreads in Jamaica. They're the long hair rockers, right? Yeah, 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 I guess they're the same thing. They call reggae there? Rockers. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Rockers. Am I? I'm a fucking Quebecois with long hair that grew up in the 80s with this fucking leather jacket and the hash at yeah. the fucking arcade. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go there at lunchtime in high school, five bucks. You get a little piece and then you hot knife it and yeah. hot knife it and you try to make it last because you gotta get your next five bucks tomorrow to go get another you piece get of hash. And if you get your fucking allowance on Friday and you get 15 bucks, then you can get a whole gram, fuck. And so, yeah, but it's gotta be connoisseur stuff. Don't give me that shatter hash or that fucking shit bubble hash or whatever. It's gotta come from fucking Afghanistan. It's gotta come from India. It's gotta come from fucking Lebanon. It's gotta come from Morocco. It's got. It's not the fucking. It's ancestral. It's, it's heritage. It's something special. It's cultural. It's not a fucking thing. Oh, I'm gonna get buzz and get drunk or whatever. Right. It's it's spiritual. It's Rastafari, mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm talking. about. Well, I was about to just wrap this up, but I kind of want to talk about this more now. Um, of course, who, 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 I, no, I'm good. But who, <laughs> what do you guys? Why do you guys feel about legalization coming? Like, what, I mean, people are you know even people who smoke are divided on the idea, right? So, what, what do you, where do you guys sit on that? Because it's gonna be happening supposedly in what, July. Uh, right. I like the, the idea. Of you can still order it in the mail. Right? Can you do that now, though? I mean, oh, yeah. people have done it. But I like the idea of uh, of not being looked down upon. Okay, put it this way: when uh, the gay rights came in, or whatever. You know, when I grew up, it wasn't like that, and people were hiding, and they're all in the closet, or yeah. whatever. And then it's like, oh, all of a sudden they all can get married. Well, why is it that I can't smoke my fucking herb and I'm going to get arrested and thrown in jail or what doesn't make sense to me? So I'm all for human rights and I consider that my human right. And so if people want to do whatever they do, whatever floats their boat, I'm cool with it. Right. So don't fucking look down upon me because of what I do and what I've been doing for 30 years every five fucking minutes. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, creator, the creator made the herb. The creator made the herb even before the men that made the laws. It's we already know it's it is legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John did make this thing. He didn't say oops and make mistakes and all this thing and that's it. No, this thing is there. But it's people 
want to control up different things. So it goes. That's, that's from a long time. People got their ideas. Religion is politics. And uh, that's what create wars. Yeah. But it's plan, it is. Yeah. But, plan, but uh, right. politics, legal or not legal, I'm going to keep fucking doing it. And if they're going to lock me up for it, I'm still going to love it and think the same fucking thing. They can't change me. And yeah. so that's where I lie. And I call it a human right. Because... It is a human right. It helps so many people in so many different ways, right. whether it's mentally, physically, or just spiritually, that they cannot frown upon it anymore. You got, you got yogis and sadhus in India that, sure, that, yeah. that talk about, oh, this is 30,000 years old or more. Yeah. So it's like, And those guys have dreads too. Yeah, that's like, it's, got, it's the family. It's the yeah, one yeah. family, but it dispersed. The names will be different. They're not all sure. saying Rastafari. They may say Om Namah Shivai yeah. or Jai Sri Rama or whatever. Yeah. But it's all it's that right. oneness. It's yeah. the oneness. You yeah. want me to tell you a good story? Sure. It's good. I went go to the it. store before you came. Yeah. And um, I guess I, I take a little piece of hash with me and I call it my stress ball. And I just work it, right? Can't be without it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I love the smell. I love the texture and whatever. Right, so you're so I'm walking to the store. And then they have these new people that own the store. They're from India. And uh, and then they had a picture. And I said, oh, because I'm into different cultural spiritualities. And I find you could fit them all on top of one another. And it's like a carbon paper. They're yeah, all the sure, same, right? Sure. So uh, it's just cultural. See differently with the eyes. Mm -hmm. But anyway, mm -hmm. the universe, right? Mm -hmm. So I see this picture of this uh, Indian god from the book. Bhagavad that I read before and I'm like oh which one is that yeah and to the Indian guy and he's like um, oh that's uh, Brahma and I said okay what does he do this one what's his thing and yeah and he's like oh he's the powerful one so I go okay right on and then he, I said how are you doing and the kid is like fuck man I just worked two fucking shifts in a row at Staples and now I'm here right mm. he's like I'm burnt out uh -huh. And then I took my stress ball and I cut it in half and then I put it on the counter. And then you should have seen the guy's fucking face lit up, man. And then he was Brahma and he was ever powerful and he was smiling and he said, thank you very much. And then I fucking spit and then I made somebody happy, you know. And that's what the herb is about, you know. And the people who don't smoke it, they're not going to start. And the people who smoke it, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, for sure. And and so if it's for you, because it's not for everybody, but if it's for you, a embrace it. And just happy. Yeah. And if it's not for you, it is the healing of the nation. Yes, man. But if it's not for you, don't diss it. I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up, actually. I like that. So if people want to hear more episodes of this show, they can go to witchpolice.com, and you can get all 250, whatever, probably close to 260 by the time this comes out. Episodes are all there for free download and streaming. Uh, you can tune into UMFM on Sundays at midnight, and those are older episodes that kind of get a second life. So we're recording this now in October. It might not actually air on UMFM till you know, March or April, but it'll be available as a podcast sooner than that. But people kind of... Uh, Tuning in, they might have missed it the first time, all of a sudden, boom, there you guys are on the radio, and they're hearing about you there. Excellent, so. we'll put the link on our page. For sure, yeah, yeah. And, uh, awesome. Make sure that everybody can listen to this, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to uh, telling you more, because yeah. like I said, 45 minutes, now I'm yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about the madness, there's so much. Can I say a little bit of history, because we're going to be 10 years, so sure, I just want to say yeah, a little yeah. thing. Um, 
I want to uh, say the history of Crazy Manners from the time we started. So the founding members was uh, Kelsey Belmar and Kevin Belmar and myself, Patrick Belmar. And then later on we had an addition for a little while. We had uh, Ronnie Ladbrook on lead guitar. Okay. Um, he was very young back then. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I guess yeah. a good guitar player though. For, oh, yeah. for sure. He's yeah. awesome. He plays with Wrecking Soul. Yeah, Wrecking Soul, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. They play like Southern Rock and yeah. they're all over the place. Yeah, and, uh, I know Claude too from Wrecking Soul and whatever. So, hey, hi guys, how are you <laughs> doing? Ronnie and everybody, we wish you all the best. And then uh, after that, Ronnie uh, split and then we had uh, Jared McKnight on guitar for a while. Um, and then we played a couple shows with him, actually our very first Crazy Man show at the Sherbrooke Street Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, He was our guitar player, and there's actually footage of that on our page way I back. think I may have seen that actually yeah. on YouTube, yeah. Uh, and then um, after Jared, uh, we had Baz Ganglia join us for uh, the best part of the last seven years. I think okay. he played 165 shows with us. Oh, wow, right? yeah. yeah, and he played on our tracks as well. Um, and then Baz had to go and uh, pursue different avenues and deal with certain personal issues and stuff like that. And then uh, I was already uh, looking at Michael uh, in the distance for quite a while. Okay. And then uh, when it all happened, I just uh, asked Michael to join, and there was no. It was pretty seamless transition. And so now uh, Michael's part of the band. Cool. And also. Uh, when Kevin, my son, left the band, then Martin joined in. Like I said, it's kind of his uncle. And, uh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drummer, mentor, every day Martin was over. Yeah, you know, yeah, Tuning cool. the drums and cool. showing Kevin how to do the things. And yeah, drum drum obvious, fills and obvious replacement, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just took five minutes. And Kevin split, and then I called Martin. He's like, yeah, okay. And it was that. Eh? And so there's no fucking around. And I know he can play like... Yeah, yeah. way harder shit than the, like the Slayer double bass drum the whole thing you can do all that yeah, or yeah. whatever and then he yeah. plays the one drop like nobody else eh? yeah. try to show a fucking uh, rock drummer how to play reggae <laughs> and they don't vex you guys don't vex yeah and anyway oh yeah you ball heads you know who you are go fuck yourself Okay, <laughs> right, I think we'll end it with that. All but right. thank you for <laughs> right, Rock on, people. One love. Jump. Peace. Oh, yeah. One, one love. We love you all. And by the way, it's not personal. It's not about the ball heads like, with your eyes. It's about the ball heads with your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have God in your heart, people. Don't be scared. One love. <laughs>